anytime there's election, there's a tendency for people to jump on their own personal hobby horses to explain the results. Although that's got to be made more difficult by the fact that voter turnout was within one-tenth of one percent of the all-time low. Now, while I appreciate the Prime Minister Trudeau claimed he has a clear mandate, you know what, he may be stretching that a bit given that the Liberals received support from something like 19.5% of eligible voters, uh, support from 32% or so of people who actually cast a ballot, actually less than the Conservatives got. But I'm not sure how many would agree that represents a clear mandate. But one thing I am willing to say with certainty is that there's a lot stronger case to be made. There's nothing changed when it comes to the way we do politics. That's despite the fact that virtually every leader promises to do things differently. But we still have the same old attack ads, as opposed to trying to actually inform Canadians on a policy vision that gets past superficial sloganeering. We still have misrepresentation of position of other parties. Hey, but now it looks like it involved into doctoring audio of what other party leaders said. As for open and honest government, like, come on, the SNC-Lavin secrecy and refusal to cooperate with the RCMP, along with halting the We Charity investigation by proroguing Parliament. Yes, proroguing Parliament has been done before, but that's my point. Nothing's changed. There are numerous examples of the key to Ottawa's who you know, not what you know, along with the revelations in Jody Wilson-Raybould's book that could have been a poster child for old-time dishonest politics. I mean, during the campaign, it was clear that politicians still rely on the free lunch promises, which are bigger than ever before. I guess some of them recycled from decades ago. As noted, University of Calgary economist Jack Mintz stated in quotes, parties are out-competing themselves in massive giveaways in the belief that deficit spending has no economic cost. Well, my description was that the party platforms made Santa Claus look like a skin flint. In short, what just transpired looked a lot more like the same old politics rather than anything new. And my own take, and this is only my opinion, is that there's going to be no new politics until we start prioritizing integrity with our leaders. Obviously, a lot of Canadians have different priorities. As for policy, as I've stated before the election, it's imperative we focus on economic growth, yet that certainly wasn't a feature of the election. And the formula is not that tough. I mean, attract capital investment, period. Invest in skilled labor, physical infrastructure, reward success, not punish it as some parties want to do. I mean, did you catch former Liberal Finance Minister, Deputy Prime Minister John Manley's statement this week? I'll repeat, he's Liberal Finance Minister. In quotes, a combination of tax policy and other policies have been causing many Canadian firms to invest abroad rather than here at home. I mean, we've got to reverse that. We've got to make Canada a welcoming place for investment. We've got to reward innovation and resilience. We've got to reward success, end of quote. Well, what we saw clearly in this election is that self-described progressive left, those in some in the Liberal Party, NDP Green Party, disagree when it comes to making Canada an attractive place to invest, which is why our competitiveness ranking continues to fall along with capital investment. Also got something to do with the fact that our economic growth averages about one and a half percent over the last 10 years. I couldn't help but notice that this is also isn't an issue really for much of the media, not economic growth. And when it comes to rewarding success and innovation, as former Liberal Finance Minister Manley suggests, well, not a chance. The response is the antithesis by raising taxes on companies and individuals. This, by the way, is one of the fundamental differences in today's Liberal Party under Justin Trudeau and the Liberals under Paul Martin and Jean Chrétien. 
As David Dodge, former head of the Bank of Canada states, the policies of the government in power and the proclivities of the current prime minister are not particularly oriented toward the hard work of generating economic growth. But come on, no one's surprised. Economic recovery barely made it uh, rated a mention in last September's throne speech or in November's update. Look at the April budget. Words like benefit appeared 1,300 times, support nearly 1,000 times, while words like productivity, which is key to economic growth, appeared 39 times, competitiveness 13 times. But people, including the media, have their own priorities, and I respect that. All I said is I echo that of former Liberal Deputy Prime Minister John Manley. We need to attract capital, welcome success, or at the very least, stop denigrating it. We do need to improve our competitiveness in order to grow the economy, which, come on, is the foundation of making progress in so many other areas. I mean, whether it's protecting government services or solving unemployment or homelessness or climate change, let alone our standard of living. But as I said, people have their own priorities, and I do respect that. But I do have a question to finish. Back to the election. Do you think any party could actually win without promising a massive list of freebies? all with the promise that somebody else is going to pay? Could any party win talking about reducing the size of government or at least making it more efficient and more accountable? We saw in this election that no politician would dare talk about even minor changes to health care, despite the fact in August we got the latest Commonwealth Fund survey saying we finished 10th out of 11th in ranking. I mean, there's lots of other examples. I mentioned health care because poll after poll tells us Healthcare is always ranks at or near the top for Canadian concerns, but not enough concern to have a respectful, open, realistic discussion of what changes need to be made. So my answer to the question, would Canadians actually allow politics to be done differently? Well, my answer is no.